G'day Raiders family, it's Berkey and welcome to my round 10 post-match versus the Roosters. Um, look, it's a fair while ago, Thursday night game as well, so uh, it was absolutely one that no one gave us a chance of winning. The faithful like you and I did, that's without a doubt, we always believed. Our team was still a pretty strong team on paper and we, you know, we, we just matched the Roosters all across the park. So it was a much needed win. Uh, I think there's some really good light coming at the end of the tunnel, which I'll cover in my top 10. But let's dive in, shall we? Um, it's a Wednesday afternoon. We're getting forward now to this week's game against the South, but there's some couple of really key points out of the Thursday game I want to touch with you guys. Um, so look, I want to start with Havili. Uh, I thought his impact was fantastic. Uh, he He's obviously a big body, big barrel body. So with his style of play, um, he's just run straight and hard which really takes the sting out of the defensive line. Uh, so his role over the next 10, 11, 12 weeks is going to be absolutely critical for us to start on the front foot. He had no errors. One kick for touch on his best kick, but he was still able to find the line late in the second half to wind the clock down a little bit. So little things like that really make a massive difference to our overall game plan and game structure. Um, he was crisp out of dummy half, uh, so there was really no, no fault in any way, shape or form about how Savili played, which is really, really positive for us now coming into the back end of the season. What was also great was his one-two punch with Tom Starling. So some people have indicated that maybe Starling should start and, and Havili come from the bench. I disagree. If we can keep Havili really muscling up in that first, you know, 45, 50, 55 minutes or whatever the time is that Ricky has him going, then bring Starling on. The beautiful thing about Starling, he's a really good lateral mover across the field. So what he can do really well, when he goes off from dummy half with his speed, he spreads the defence, which is great. He, he can really make the defensive line stretch and leave a lot of gaps between me as a defender and the defender closest to me because he's moving across field, guys back inside. Havili's really a straight up and down player. So players can easily come in and try and negate his strength. But with Starling, you've really got to watch the lateral movement because if he throws a long pass like he did to Papali, Papali hit that hole on an edge, not down the middle. Because Starling was able to get a bit wider, hit him with a pass, Josh went through the gap, which is awesome. So that one-two punch, I think, is going to be potent uh, if we can start the game well. So that's most important that we start with Havili, hit the holes, hit the impact, win the ruck. Starling can come with some fresh legs with his speed and work his wonders there. But I'm liking the look of this for the first time those guys have run around together this year. I've gone for Jared Croker at number three. Really solid game, really solid game from our captain. Obviously, there's just a couple of little misses that we just have to make sure that he, he can aim up on. The one with Tedesco when he stepped inside him. As you guys know, you don't need me to tell you you're all educated enough. When you try and come in to block and snap down that attack, you've got to make that tackle. If they get inside you or outside you like Tedesco did with Jared, it's nine times out of ten going to be a try, particularly that close to the line. So a couple of minor misses, but his overall impact, his leadership, some of the gritty, dirty runs he did out of marker late in the game from our line were captain class material. So I'm assuming Jared's now going to be sole captain. We won't have a co-captain because Hodjo's no longer there. So Jared's now on his own to steer that ship around in both forwards and backs. I've gone for Rapana at number four. Uh, obviously, we're now looking like Jordan will take that centre spot for the next couple of weeks until Michael Oldfield's back on deck. Um, once again, a few misses on Morris. 
Jordan's used to having a sideline as his other defender, if that makes sense. So he can use the sideline as a defender to push guys into touch. So he's really only hitting with his left shoulder or right shoulder, whichever wing he's on. Moving to center now, he really has to rotate his body quite well and hit on both shoulders. So Morris exposed him, exposed him a few times Thursday night by getting on outside his right shoulder and then drawing the winger in. So that's just a that's a that's a confidence thing. It's an impact thing and it's a positional thing with his body. Um, so he's got to be careful. He's not turning in because if he tries to turn out with a palm, then that center's usually going to get on his outside and flick the ball. So Jared, so so Jordan's got to maybe go a little bit wider to force the center to come in field a little bit, so he can hit him with the left shoulder on his inside shoulder, and he's not trying to work out and the, leaving the winger uncertain if he's going to get the tackle in. But Rapana's once again runs out of dummy half and gritty ones were awesome. He's done that forever for us, um, but we just need that momentum from him as well, particularly in defence to keep happening. Uh, I've gone for George Williams at number five. Uh, once again, with that defence now spreading laterally, um, it's really looking good with George running those really solid lines around the ruck. So with Starling coming on, spreading the defence, then George following up after it with his runs, a lot of defensive coaches are going to be a little bit edgy around that type of one-two punch when Starling's on the field and then Williams takes that first ruck, moving onto the ball at speed. And that's what was so impressive with George on Thursday night, just his confidence to take the game on when he did with that awesome try. Joseph Tarpanay at number six, big game. He can float between middle and edge, edge and middle, which is really, really good for our flexibility in the team and where he can fill in positions if needed. So Joe's game as well was first class, which I really loved and really admired about how he got stuck in. He took on the Roosters forwards. Um, I've said it forever. He's a big guy. He's got footwork, so it's very hard to get a hit on him, um, but his leadership was awesome. Dynamis Louis at number seven. Look, I'm probably like a lot of you guys. Um, there's a little bit of heart and mouth with Dynamis, particularly with his hands, but he had, with him and Josh Papali, I thought were our best two forwards the other night, without a doubt. Two steals, um, but his runs were very gritty. Um, had a lot of sting in them. His defense was great. He backed up to score a try. So he really never had a fall in his game. And that's what we're going to need from Dynamis now. He's going to be close to one of the forward leaders with his game experience and the length of time he's been at the club. So he needs to step up to that next level now when he comes on, whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench to maintain that level that he showed on Thursday night. So the next five games, guys, after South. Um, we've got a fairly soft run. I think it's Titans, it's Broncos. Uh, I think it's St. George again. Uh, the other one escapes me. So if we can get over this weekend, we've got a fairly cushioned run over the next five games to solidify the top eight and push for that top four. So last week's win was huge for us for, um, for our momentum. And we're going to be hitting a south side that's got a few injuries. I won't cover it too much in depth here. That'll be Berkey's top 10 preview on Friday or Saturday. Uh, but if we can just get this weekend out of the way and tuck ourselves in for the next five, we're looking really good for the back end of the year. Number nine, I've gone for up-tempo. We really played an up-tempo game Thursday night against the Roosters. Whilst we found touch a little bit to slow it down, with the ball we looked confident. We were zinging into holes. Importantly, we were running straight. We weren't crabbing across field a lot. We were running straight and making the Roosters backpedal quite quickly the way we played the game. That's how we're going to win our games with our up-tempo style of play. And number 10, I've gone the noise. 
So once again, the players really honkered down. Uh, no one gave us a chance, but we were able to solidify as a team, get close, get tight, um, and that really worked wonders for us by getting away and playing a big game at the SCG. There's still a lot, there's still a lot of noise around us with our injuries, and rightly so, uh, but I think we've still got a very solid team on paper. Our spine, other than Hodzo, is still pretty solid. We've got an international hooker in Harvili uh, and a real jack-in-the-box in Tom Starling. So, you know, we've, we've lost a little bit with Hodjo, obviously, but our fullback half and 5'8", are still very good. So, Raiders fans, that's it now uh, for my post-match top 10 against the Roosters. Really appreciate your support. Hook me up on Facebook, Twitter, and the YouTube channel, guys. As I said, my preview of the South game will be probably Friday or Saturday. But as for now, guys, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out. Hi. No. Well, you had them the other day when you took Jabba. I haven't seen them since then. On Monday, Jatta Kaya. <laughs>